Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a Coley pastor. One of them dies, that guy's screw. One of them's a hockey, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Hello and welcome to the Worst Idea of All Time, episode 14, I think. Is it? I had it at, I had it at 13. Look, who cares, Tim? No, I it's think you're so right. so trivial. 13. Um, hi, everybody. It's me, Tim Bat, here in Auckland, New Zealand. And uh, this is me, Guy Montgomery, uh, checking in from Catacay on the northeastern coast of Spain. Uh, and we're also uh, in company this week, are we not, Tim? Yes, company. That's right. On my right presently, it's a pleasure to welcome for the first time on the podcast a dear friend of mine and yours, Mr. Ryan Heron. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Guy. Hello, Tim. Hey, Ryan. How you Great doing, job. buddy? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually a little concerned that I'm going to get sunburnt in the course of this recording, though. Quite right. Yes, it is absolutely another uh, sweltering day here in Katakei. Uh The sun beating down upon our backs. We're in a bit of an internet snafu at our lodgings. I don't want to hear um, your problems. Do you do? We're we're, we're freeloading at a friend's friend's house. A lovely woman by the name of Beata, uh, who doesn't know either of us, nor does she speak a lick of English. <laughs> uh, Not one word. That Not is one a word. classic <laughs> Montgomery adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and it is therefore impossible to complain to her about the diabolical Wi-Fi situation she is operating. I like that. That's your barrier, though. Like, if you, if your smash was just a little bit better, you would be giving her what for over that goddamn upload speed. No doubt. So we are like we're literally about seventy meters from the house, perched on a wall hey, uh, between can- the the. Ocean and an olive garden. And I got to I got to jump in here. Necks. I got to jump in here, guy. While you guys are sunburning, because this is the perfect opportunity for me to thank this episode sponsor, uh, BigPipe.co.nz. Their uh, speeds are so blistering. good that you <laughs> would blistering speeds. You would never suspect uh, that the account holder was someone who never spoke English. 
<laughs> you don't want to associate Big Pipe with the Wi-Fi situation yeah, in theaters. I no way. I made that pretty no clear. No way. I also feel like I'm um, painting them with an ever so slightly racist hue as well with my new angle on Big Pipe. I feel like I might need to back uh, out of that one. No, I don't know that there was uh, racism, you know, in the air. Maybe a touch of xenophobia. Yeah, yeah. But that's all coming from our ignorant English-speaking end. I'll tell you what, Tim, nothing makes you feel like an idiot faster than being in Europe where everyone speaks three languages, including five-year-old children. Do they have Big Pipe over there? And, uh, and they're better looking than us as well. Yeah, they are better looking than us. They don't have Big Pipe over here. They'll be uh, Our Spanish listeners will be spewing at the notion that once again, our fantastic sponsor, Big Pipe, is unavailable to them. Yeah, shame. Spain for you get so much cool stuff. Let us have one one time. It's Big Pipe, bigpipe.co.nz. All right, <laughs> I'll I'll stop right. pushing that boulder up a hill now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, well done, guys. Well done. Great plug as always. Please keep giving us money, Big Pipe, to facilitate this ludicrous lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, so Tim, guy, what's Spain watched- like? It's really nice. It's funny, there's oh, not even beautiful. a big delay on the phone. I'm just steamrolling you when you try and throw me a question at the moment. No, that's, that's okay. What's Auckland like? Yeah, is there something you're hiding from us, Tim? No, no, I'm just a curious boy, Ryan. I'd like to know what you guys are up to, you know? How are you going? Just an what inquisitive your mind. I'm hearing a lot of gorgeous bird sound coming through the Skype wire. That'll be coming from the Olive Garden. Yeah, uh, to our front. To paint a picture. Are you guys getting uh, married in Spain? It's been very romantic. And there's been quite a lot of commentary I around that fact. It would lend itself to some like just beautiful photo- I think you guys should just uh, get photos there anyway, as if you were getting married, like both in really lovely wedding suits. It would be very hot in the suits. <laughs> I mean, we're literally spending the entire day swanning around this uh, free apartment in our underpants. <laughs> On a laptop, which actually, I mean, which there's quite a nice segue into the conversation around where are your friends this week, Tim. Um, it's, just, it's just classic Montgomery, really, isn't it? Just bloody just roll, wanna... bowl up to Spain, meet some mate of a mate, crash at her pad. Do you speak a single syllable of the same language? No, not important. Not important. Oh, Monty when, needs when a place to rest his mate, head. <laughs> he's been a little misleading there. It's the mother of a mate. Uh, better. Would be in her 60s, at a guess, Yeah. Or uh, oh, late 50s. I mean, the Spanish age so well, it's yeah, impossible it to put a number on it. it is impossible to tell. She could be 80. How do neither of you guys soul. even know, like, a tiny bit of Spanish? It's a pretty common language. Ryan, Ryan, in his defense, has been in Barcelona learning Spanish. Ah. Did it work? So it's doubly embarrassing that I can't communicate oh with her. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, he just, he, the issue is he hasn't learned the Spanish word for Wi-Fi yet. It's Wi-Fi. Huh. Well, I don't know why we're still putting up with this fucking terrible situation then, man. Bad as mild. So just whack them together and I'm sure she'll get right on there. So here you go. Wi-Fi. Free borders. <laughs> mal. Muy, muy, mal. Muy, muy hey, all right. Should we, should we talk about this garbage movie, gentlemen? Why The reason we're yeah. all brought together on this auspicious occasion. Oceans couldn't, right. couldn't keep us apart. Because we got Skype well, now. What I was going to say is that uh, Ryan here has just Ryan and I are currently in Spain, swanning around the house in our underpants for the for the reason of we're actually uh, in the throes. I think this is our fourth or fifth whack at a draft of trying to write a feature length film ourselves. And this was Ryan's. We haven't watched a movie since we've been doing that here, 
And so we're both kind of losing our minds. Mm. And accordingly, this is the first movie we've watched. And it was, Ryan, it was your first time watching We Are Your Friends. Absolutely, it was. And so through that particular lens, could you please tell Tim and myself what you made of this cinematic masterpiece? To quote Tim Bat, the Citizen Kane of our generation. It was a madman speaking. Firstly, uh, the insight that it's given me into what you two have been going through, not just with this film, but for the last couple of years... Uh, it's been quite intense. I was thinking to myself as I was watching this film, this isn't the worst film I've ever seen, but if I was coming down after a big night, maybe questioning a few things about my lives, and about my life, (laughs) my multiple life, a few things about my life, and I had to think about watching this film for the 13th or 30th or 40th time, I'd be asking myself some real... Real solid questions. Some hard questions. Some hard questions. You gotta buck up uh, your yeah. ideas, Ryan. Pull your socks up, mate. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's just a movie. It's just one time a week. You just get in there, bowl it in, bowl it out, whack on a mic, and call up your old mate, Monty. I mean, the number of audio recordings I could refer to in which you bemoan the very thing that you're saying is quite easily done are uh, countless. Yeah, but However, that's. Ryan, please. What is life if not for a bit of grind, you know? You get in I'm there. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say by no means the worst film I've ever seen. Well, I don't think you're going to get many arguments from this corner. Uh, I'd say, t- Tim, where do you stand on Where Are Your Friends? Is it in the conversation for worst movie you've ever seen? Fuck no. It's probably not even the worst movie I've seen this week. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you been watching? <laughs> I saw Richard Link Linkletter's Everybody Wants Some, and let me tell you something: that is no dazed and confused. What? That got that got such good reviews. I've been wanting to see that film. Here's Tim's review: I had a good time, but it is objectively an awful movie. Oh, Why did you have a good time? Because it's a real. It, you feel good. You feel. You just feel like you're with a bunch of dudes, and you go to like four different parties, and that's the, that's it. That's the whole movie. There's never any stakes. Like, That's, fuck, man. That is actually remarkably not dissimilar to Where Are Your Friends. No, but at least in Squirrel fact, dies in this. Yeah, well, friend of the podcast, Michael McMillan, who many of you remember from the uh, Work Juice Players Swing Adventure Hour crossover episode where we did the Grown Ups 2 script, sent me a message last week in which he said, uh, I miss you. I'm loving the podcast. I have no idea what happens in the movie. Every time I listen to it, it just sounds like you've been out. <laughs> you and Tim have been for a night out with some boys. <laughs> that that is, um, in a lot of ways, what we are your friends is is. But at least some, there's you know there's some sacrifice in the middle there. They have to kill someone. What's this? <laughs> Who is they? The friends or the scriptwriters? Um, yeah, the script writers, but I prefer to think about this film at the moment within the universe of it. So I'm going to say like the yeah. higher powers, you know, because this isn't scripted. This is God wife life. This is real life. So Ryan, this is your first time watching it. And obviously, as you said, that uh, watching it through the lens of knowing that we've watched it multiple times colored your experience. But what do you make of it as an independent piece of filmmaking? Just... Getting in there, guy. Like, I love that about just you. Just out there, I love that. It's extremely, extremely heavy-handed. The movie's heavy-handed. And 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 very predictable. <laughs> um, Did you think Squirrel like was going to die, Ryan? Just a little bit better. 
Smarty no, pants. no, I didn't see. I didn't see him coming. That uh, that's true. That 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 was a Bam, man, came out of left field, and I thought quite a people. change in tone, to be honest. Did, did, yeah, was it when, when Squirrel died? Were you like, I mean, what was your reaction? I wasn't actually watching. I was watching Squirrel die myself. Often, I like to watch the person watch the film, but Squirrel dies. What's running through Ryan's head? I mean, at one, I guess there was a you know. A hint of celebration that you know when that happens, the film is approaching the close. <laughs> it's it speaks levels about the movie that because no stakes have been introduced and no obstacles have come in the way of our so-called hero, that as soon as you see a death, you're like, well, now that this has happened, surely they got to get with mopping up the mess they've created. It's a shame the bald one couldn't have died. Also, Jarhead, is that the bald one? Yeah, that's the bald one. Yeah. You didn't like him. <laughs> I mean, it would have been good to see him die. Why didn't you like him? Wait a minute, wait a minute. So, yes? <laughs> yes what? Well, I think yes, you didn't like him. Good... <laughs> yeah. Yes, I didn't. Well, I mean, if you'd killed him off earlier, I think it would have been a stronger film. If you'd killed a few of them off earlier. <laughs> that's a different movie, man. <laughs> If you just yeah, well, I mean, film. you know, yeah, it'd be a different and so, better okay, movie. Who would, would you who would you kill off, and what would you like to see happen? So what fucking Jarhead? Spanish mountain are you guys on top of at the moment? <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, there's like, a real breeze rippling through the olive bla- grove at the moment, blasting Arctic wind by the sounds of it, and it's just like the Wi-Fi cuts out, so it makes you sound like you're coming to me live from a pig pen in Calcutta. <laughs> The, the wind is not arctic at all Okay, if anything, it's making us warmer I am sodden beneath this shirt You hear me, boy? I do hear you loud and clear What kind of temp are we dealing with? Then give it to me in centigrade Not that crazy Fahrenheit nonsense I think we were pushing I mean, when we checked yesterday about this time We were pushing about 31, 32 yeah. This feels probably yeah. about there that's, that's Kiwi temp, that's norm <laughs> it's not a normal it's, kiwi temp. It's not a normal kiwi temp at all. It's it's a dry it's a dry heat. It's kiwi hot. Prefer... <laughs> <laughs> Tim, have you been drinking? For chance? <laughs> it's kiwi. quite a lot. <laughs> what have you been slipping down the gullet? Uh, since since I've been watching the movie, just a few couple of beers. Well, you know what I thought was rich is that my phone went off during the film and. Personally, I think it's the kind of movie that I can keep on top of and monitor my texts. But Guy said this was against the rules. Put it down. Mm. But he happily... I can't drink at the moment. I've got a a stomach issue. And he (laughs) happily chopped through... He chopped through beers and you were doing it as well. And here I am watching it sober, not able to check my phone. How is that unfair? You're not allowed to check your phone. You are allowed to drink beer. Those are the rules. It's not either of our faults that your body is so pathetic right now. It rejects... A delicious cerveza, as they say here in Spain. A it doesn't. I listen. I didn't <laughs> no do well at high school Spanish. I can tell you that much. But that doesn't sound right to me. <laughs> cerveza, yeah. Una cerveza, por favor. Is that a brand so name, or does that, that mean beer? That's the name of a beer. Tell me oh. that, like, no one's. Gonna, everyone understands that. In the same way, if a Spanish person somehow flopped the word beer out of their mouth, despite it sounding incorrect, you'd know exactly what they wanted. To be fair, he's done a remarkably good job of making sure he's always got beer on hand. <laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you, you don't want to leave home without that, Ryan. No, sir. Hey, um, <clears throat> uh, I think it bears mentioning as well that Ryan is a filmmaker. 
I don't think we addressed that before. We got to the stage where he was a mate of yours and you guys were writing a movie, but I think then there does need to be some uh, qualification you want more, for his appearance. You want more context, do you? <laughs> more context. <laughs> yeah, you know that introduction we gave him 10 minutes ago? It's really st- <laughs> stuck in my core. <laughs> you did a good job of ignoring it for as long as you did. Yeah. Uh, so Ryan and I previously wrote and he directed a short film which went well, and we haven't released to the internet for fear of two cynical assholes watching and reviewing at every turn of their lives. What a demeaning way to treat someone's how artistic fi- ethics. In, in all seriousness, though, how funny would it be if I was one of them and you were not the other one? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great I'd idea. I'd actually respect you for that. Yeah. Good. It would also mean that you finally took one of my endeavours seriously, Dad. Or and Tim, finally won your respect. Um... Yeah, so and 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 on the back of that, that is what has inspired our current efforts. Uh, beyond that, you would you describe yourself as a cinephile? Somewhat. Yeah, I guess so. You like movies. I watch a lot of movies. I think about movies. And I you, enjoy movies. You and you are a uh, you are a DOP come director. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I would I would probably spend more time directing these days. Yeah, and so do you? Th- I mean, you think in general terms, you think cinematically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, is At your all life times? one great movie? Is my life one great yeah. movie? Well, I don't know if it'd be a great movie, <laughs> but it is a movie. You it are. is a movie. It's Ryan, long, Ryan. I just it's want long. you to know. It needs to- yeah. If Guy and I throw a question at the same time, you you take Guy's, okay? And you don't even have to feel bad about it. You just grab his one, you run with it, okay? No, no. I, just scream that answer from I the I disagree rooftop. with that. Ignore what Tim's saying, Ryan. I think if we both ask you a question at the same time, you answer the question which you feel would be more interesting for you to answer. Okay, well, well I missed the other one. Is my life one great movie? No, is my short answer to that. And Tim's question was, do you always think of things? No, no, no. My question was, have you ever made a grapefruit movie? A grapefruit movie? Grape. Grapefruit movie. A grapefruit movie? Yeah. That was absolutely not your question. You are a drunk, sir. You are a lonely drunk. It's not true. None of it's true. (laughs) Neither component of it Who are you with right now, and are you sober? Uh... The answer to both is no. (laughs) (laughs) You're drunk and alone. Another way to Um, rephrase that. Well, I think, you know, obviously it's it's very, not easy, oh, it is easy. It's easy and somewhat fun to to pick apart the shortcomings of the film. But what what elements of it did you enjoy on the whole, Ryan? As I touched upon earlier, I feel like every time I see Zac Efron in a film, I get to know Zac Efron, the actor, a little better as opposed to the actual character. The character in the movie. Yeah, well, for me, it's. I think that's one of the core issues, is that it feels like you're watching Zac Efron, always. But, the, I mean, this was meant to... This was, that's, or are we looking for positive things? No, no, no you, that's, that's fair. But this is the purpose of the movie, is this was Zac Efron's art house vehicle. This was him coming out as more than just a um, commercial movie star and showing he has real chops. Well, I think it really missed then. Uh, and and why is that? Do you think maybe that the the world of the film wasn't like clear enough to house him as anything other than Zac Efron? I don't know. I think they had this kind of like strange, almost Vice TV approach and feel to it, like this kind of 
counterculture youth feel to it, but that they didn't really give it enough edge, and so it came off feeling very, very vanilla. And you, when you say that it had this sort of vice counterculture feel to it, you mean uh, vi- like stylistically and visually? Yeah, but like a, a, in quite a try-hard manner. Like they didn't quite nail um, it. Would it make sense to you if I told you the director of this film, Maximum Joseph, is best known for Catfish? Ah, is that right? That okay, right. okay. I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily um, guessed that. I mean, that would have been one incredible guess just to come out and say that. Yeah, it would have been a good guess. Um, but I mean, because I, I always thought parts of it, in terms of the way it looks, I quite enjoy. Like they, whatever Instagram filter they chose to whack over all their cameras, I thought was a great choice. Yeah, I think it's the Hefe one, isn't it? Is that one of your favourites? Well, I just think that's the one that I've used. Tim, you've gone remarkably <laughs> quiet. Every time you don't speak, I'm afraid you're falling asleep. Everyone will be Which wondering is, what I'm up to. I'm building Which is rich coming from me. Is what are you say. doing? I'm just taking it in, taking in what you guys are talking about, which apparently is Instagram filters, which I've got to say isn't exactly <laughs> food for the soul, but you know, get what you can. Uh, yeah, no, that's that's an absolutely fair criticism. Well, what I did this week, um, not consciously, but just by virtue of, I love watching the movie with a new person because it always, it's like a refresher, it's a refreshing lens. And accordingly, two weeks on the trot with uh, guests on the podcast means that I've been coming at this movie with very new eyes. I've watched it through six different eyes in the last three weeks, which is nothing short of a miracle. I noticed a lot of the minutia of the film, uh, and I noticed some some continuity errors, Tim, which I'm sure you'd enjoy. I'm fucking delighted to hear about that. So, so hit me. Right the, so hit so me with a, your continuity error. There's a very entertaining appearing <laughs> woman and dog combo walking behind us. Oh, imagine <laughs> imagine a 70 year old French maid <laughs> and a beautiful golden retriever. Uh, <laughs> could, we, could, could one of us get a little snap of that? Uh, the, she, in spite of our description of her age, she's uh, moving quite quickly. Yeah, she is moving at a rate of knots. <laughs> Um, so early on in the movie when Zac Efron is sort of doing the bulk of the heavy lifting which is to say introducing everything about the movie uh, verbally in a voiceover when he says these are my friends and everyone pulls the fingers at the camera and all of the actors are suddenly loaded with regret for signing up to this fucking (laughs) stupid project at all he says at one point uh, that's where we threw down with some punks from Encino Valley and I got this awesome scar I thought he said with those kids from Canoga Park Oh yeah, it is. Is it? Is it Canoga Park? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't even know where that Shit. is. I just feel like that's what he says. Yeah, no, yeah, no. I'm sure. But that anyway, the rhythm of it. Sorry, not important. I wrote. I wrote down in Cino Valley. I don't know why. Anyway, as he as he's saying that, like he's as he's saying this, where we threw down with some punks from Canoga Park. He's behind Jarhead, who's laying fists on someone unseen, mm. and he is not bleeding in a navy blue t-shirt. Uh, and then as soon as he says, and I got this wicked scar, or whatever the adjective to describe his scar is, he's shown in a red t-shirt, bleeding from the face. <laughs> are, <laughs> are you claiming he's the flashback? And he's got changed. Are you cl- not are you, what happened. <laughs> are you claiming uh, the, the flashback as a continuity error? I'm saying that so they have one job in the flashback just keep him in the same t-shirt and bleeding the whole time oh so, <laughs> I thought you were just just trying to claim the jump between 
present tense and the flashback as a con- like he changed clothes. Fuck that continuity era. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I within the flashback. Yeah, the basic. Time. It's like you've the premise of a flashback. You've confused with a continuity era. I understand the basic concept of a flashback. Okay, you two. I don't need this right now. No, I just thought I that that's what we were talking. I thought that's I what was up. I thought that's what I should was on the table. Atop both of your shoulders being anointed as the champion of film watching, but instead I have to put up with this? These accusations I can't follow the basic tenets of filmmaking. Great Sorry. partner in film review. I take it back here, Tim. Well done. I take now I take it all back and I want to congratulate you because if I had figured out uh, th- through the, the foggy haze what you actually <laughs> meant the first time around, I would be uh, out loud, a lot more excited about this. You found it on a continuity oh, look- <laughs> era. I think it's our first one, isn't it, for this film? I don't think I've seen uh, yeah. one yet. I think it's the first one that we've found independent of maybe looking them up on IMDb, if you've done Pop. that. I, I didn't remember. know that we were looking Champagne. for continuity errors. Look, continuity errors, that's kind of like an expert-level game. Wait, um, hold on. When are you not looking for continuity errors? Whenever I go to film, oh, I'm yeah. fucking searching for that shit. First time. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think you watch movies normally anymore. Like, I'm pretty confident that watching the movie for the first time as you were, Ryan, you're just watching a movie, right? Yeah, I mean... I wouldn't say I was getting completely lost in it, but um, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, definitely, I'd imagine I was watching it. I mean, I did. It was quite a bit disconcerting actually, because sometimes I'd be watching it and I'd feel your eyes on me. Yeah, I really. There's Guy nothing for that. that. Uh, it, it's literally unhelpable. It's just that I'm excited that there's someone else in the room. Uh, actually, I was thinking though, Tim, is this the first time where we've done a remote episode and? The guest has and been. And Tim got this with- drunk, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's possible. Oh, actually, I, I highly doubt that. I mean, I can't be bothered uh, going through the back catalogue, but there's a pretty high likelihood because of the discrepancy in daylight hours that one of us has been drunk at all times. <laughs> What's the time where you are? Uh, closing in on midnight, as we uh, say. Here, we're closing in the North we're, Island. We're just past the midnight of the day. It's uh, uh, 1.34pm here in Katakai. Ah. Uh, I'll continue uh, going through my laundry list of minutiae observed during the film. Sure. So when, when Zicoli and James Reed from The Feelers arrive at the PCP party. Yes. And they and they walk in and uh, Zicoli, like, he, he bumps into a petite Asian woman uh-huh. and almost hits a painting. Right. What I noticed this week is... He walks into a woman who would be a head shorter than him and about half of his width. I mean, Zicoli is ripped. We know he's training for Baywatch at the at the time of filming. He does a full pirouette and she just bulldozes straight through. Does he fuck her I up? I mean, no, no, no. She fucks him up. Quite the opposite. Oh, completely. Oh, she bulldozes through. I mean, they've both got level footing. They're moving at the same pace. In yeah. terms of physics, yeah. this makes no sense. I mean, I think it's just a reflection of how light on his feet and socially comfortable he is. Oh, really? You know, even when he's out of his depth, he's still light on his feet. He's still moving. He's still rolling with the punches. That's just him. That's that's Zach. I like that, Reid. Do you think, how much of that would you credit to the characters of Coley and how much would you credit to the drug PCP? I I, I don't think PCP makes you particularly um, light on your feet. So it's all it's all him. Uh, do I don't know, man. PCP? I don't know if that's true. PCP maketh the man. That's what I know. 
13 weeks of this PCP propaganda piece has finally got through to Tim Beck. Question, is, is PCP the same as uh, fantasy? Is that a street name for PCP? I think uh, fantasy is GHB, also referred to as G, but that's a different thing from PCP. I think PCP is no, more can't. hardcore. Okay, I don't know anything about PCP. What do you know? You, you've always got one fact about PCP or one association. What is it, Tim? Um, my go-to in my brain is guys smoking it and then uh, fighting cops or like cop cars, things that can't even is this you can't even win in a did? fight against. No, it's just I feel like there's been a lot of like news stories from America where for some reason that footage. I've seen. Oh, and maybe some homeless guy killed someone with a samurai sword. That's I a think bit, that might be a PCP thing. That, in my head, that's a that's a New Zealand Aotearoa land of the long white cloud god zones. P, pure methane. Yeah, or maybe he, a homeless person eating someone. Maybe you reckon that was PCP. Oh, You're giving the good homeless people of the world and Aotearoa a bad name with all of these vague aspersions. Mm. Altogether, though, none of these stories are making me want to put it on my drugs to try list. Okay, after watching the PCP scene in the film, how do you feel about it then? Yeah, well, you know, I, I'm I'm a big fan of hallucinating, <laughs> but um, that particular type of hallucination, I actually thought when I was watching it, would actually be fucking terrifying. When the yellow stuff is fully enveloping his body, I couldn't help thinking to myself... Off the back of quite an intense hallucination of my own last weekend, I couldn't help thinking that would be fucking terrifying. Doesn't look pleasant. Could you tell us a little more about your intense hallucination last weekend? Uh, Yep, I was at a music festival about an hour north of Barcelona and um, just went for the uh, straight old LSD hallucination and um, it all got a little bit much. The, uh, just the Spanish, Spanish all around me, relentlessly being Spanish, speaking Spanish, the struggle to understand, it, it just it got too much, got a little heavy. Do you think it, it, did it, it, did it trigger some xenophobia within you? Was it just the intensity of the fish out of water feeling? Just the intensity of, just the in, in, intense feeling of not being able to communicate. Because the small amount of Spanish I can speak just disappeared as well. I couldn't say hello. I couldn't remember the word for water. I was Agua. like a child. So yeah, I remember it now, Tim. It's not useful reminding <laughs> me of it now, okay? Did you... Uh, Where were you at the time? Hey, Ryan, do you know what you can do with yeah. that attitude? Bundle it up, <laughs> ram it into your own asshole. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a guest here. I'm with Tim on that one. There are no gears. All right, I... You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I see, I see how this is. We're all on level footing as soon as you're holding the microphone after watching We Are Your Friends. Yeah, but in short, I thought that um, that trip looked terrifying. Did you think that it at least cinematically looked good? Y- yes and no. Actually, to begin with, I was thinking, oh, this is a bit cheesy. But when the whole world was eventually enveloped in, in the effect, then I quite liked it. I thought it was nice. Oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. So you That's didn't like, like that kind of semi-immersion thing where there was bits of the real world and part rotoscoped. You wanted it to be all animated. Well, no, I wouldn't say I necessarily wanted it, but when it was well, what when it was coming you on and Well look give me a moment, Tim, and, and, and I'll say it. When when it was coming on, when it was all dripping on and climbing over people, I don't know, it's hard to say, but I've never had a hallucination like that. It just didn't ring true to me. A mate of mine told me that uh after uh, he got given a bicky, um, which he ate in a bar, which is interesting. The whole world turned into like 8-bit. He described it as looking like Super Mario, and then he had to run home because he was freaking out, and then the trees were trying to grab him. <laughs> Sounds like your friend is a real high achiever. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah. He actually does very well for himself. What's quick, he doing now? Quick, uh, works in advertising at a surprisingly high level. <laughs> what a legend. Yeah. All those bloody advertising folks, they're drug fiends, aren't they? They're, they're no de- good. They're crooks and degenerates. That's true on both counts. Ryan's got a uh, good head well, on his shoulders. This is astute reading <laughs> of the Tom. advertising agency. You are all over the map on how you feel about Ryan right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm turning and frying, that's for sure. Uh, similarly, in my observing of the minutiae of the film, actually, I'm going to throw my shining light at you right now. Mm. Uh, the shining light for me this week was when uh, they get their money distributed when they're overlooking the valley yeah and um, and goddamn Johnny Depp who just becomes more and more insufferable week in week out uh, he gives them their money and everyone's like this isn't the money that we were going to get what where's the money and he's like instead of addressing the fact that he's almost definitely skimming from the top because he's the worst fucking guy in the world he goes this is a guy right who invented Instagram he sold it for 400 million dollars and Mason, or Jarhead as he's known, just says, I haven't heard it before, off mic, he just says, so? <laughs> I remember that line too. That, that line struck me as, as actually one of the better ones. Yeah, and I was like, fucking right, Jarhead. Like, 
Do not let this weasel get off the hook because he remembers someone invented an app and made millions of dollars. It doesn't make any sense as an answer to their quandary, does it? It's just, just the idea. Not even tangentially. I would have never, okay, I would never, if I read about like whoever invented Snapchat or whatever the app is and sold it for lots of money, I would never in my mind deem that an interesting enough thing to bring up with my friends virtually ever. So to do it as like this momentous point where it's like, okay, you've been gearing up for this big speak all week, Johnny Depp. It's time to really rally the troops and inspire them. And the pitch is, hey, I read like a tiny 500 word piece on Forbes. It's fucking madness. Yeah, you're not wrong. So that's your shining light. for you both. Uh, yeah, Jarhead saying so, so, with so much disdain towards Johnny Depp was my shining light. You've got a question? Far away. What happened to... Sorry, what, what's Zac Efron's character's name? Zacoli. Zacoli. What happened to Zacoli's mum? Uh, have you guys question. addressed this? The question's uh, bigger than not only the movie, but so far both of us. Do you have an idea of what happened? What was your take on this on the thing? You know, I like to think that nothing's actually happened to her, that she's still just living in the family home <laughs> teaching piano. And he, he just let, he ran away. Well, not even run away. It's like two blocks away. What? <laughs> what? And it, he just went to live with Jarhead. Because you, you didn't think that Zakali was a particularly good guy in this film, did you? Me? No, I didn't. He's not a particularly good guy. I mean, and I even even towards the end, like, I mean, I mentioned it to you at the time, you know, he goes back to this guy that was, you know, granted not, not a perfect individual himself, but had been helping him out. He boned his girlfriend, then the guy gives him another chance, lets him perform at this festival, and he's like, hey, let me drop this track with vocals from your girlfriend the night I fucked her. Thanks. <laughs> Boom. Movie's over. Holy fuck, Ryan. Fuck you are not that? wrong. That is, what the fuck is that? That is how you assert dominance. <laughs> that is such an intense power play. You literally need to hook it up to a three phase for it to be pulled off correctly. That is insane. It's 63 amp. That is a man who invited 25,000 people to the car park at American Apparel to essentially bust his dick out and wave it in front of a guy. That is heavy. <laughs> that is a yeah. sick burn. And that's also, I mean, that's the scene in which he's redeeming himself as well. Oh, it's yeah, where they end the goddamn movie. This is the last we see of him. Oh, man, yeah. there's nothing about this that I don't love. <laughs> <laughs> it's Coley, the crying DJ, just taking his wanger out and slapping James Reed from the fingers about the face. Redragoning to the left and to the right. <laughs> back and forth. 20,000 gyrating tweens <laughs> indifferent to the garbage piece of music he's put out using you should a have fucking seen... laptop the guy bought him it is the ultimate <laughs> insult you should have seen the disgust on Ryan's face during that final song it's like you stick around for 89 minutes in the hopes that something can be amounted from this absolute drag of a film and he plays like pretty much a random assortment of sounds he's downloaded from GarageBand and some audio <laughs> from a Samsung S5 have you guys seen Santana Shreds on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> nah, dog, I haven't. Tell me about it. <laughs> well, I've overdubbed a Santana concert. <laughs>
with a bunch of people with cowbells. <laughs> and that song, and that's what jumped to mind when we started that song. It looked like someone had overdubbed it and taken the piss. Like the version of the movie we're watching is the wrong one, and it's like some parody version parody where version. the movie's exactly the same until the final song. <laughs> oh, good. It's good stuff. What was your shining light, Tim? Um. Uh, oh, actually, it's funny you mentioned when yours was because uh, mine's almost the exact same bit, but slightly different. So when uh, Squirrel pipes up and says, Kevin Seistrom, and then they're all like, what? And he goes, that, that guy who sold Instagram, his name's Kevin Seistrom. And then Jade goes, fuck Kevin Seistrom. <laughs> and that was good, but it's not my shining light. My shining light is... Immediately after that line is delivered, we get just a very brief reaction shot from Skrill where he audibly gulps. <laughs> it's just such an unnecessary little addition to his character that like he took that as a massive affront. The, yeah. Jarhead just goes, fuck Kevin Seistrom. It's like, we can't move on. I want to know what Skrill makes of that. <laughs> and we get his reaction before we can move forward with the rest of the film. I like what that. What garbage piece of performance must they have been covering for that to be better? Well, you you said, Ryan, um, that the only person in the gang you liked was Squirrel. Or what was your... I just I just thought just purely from a performance, like in terms of actors actually coming across as somewhat believable, yeah. he was better than the others. Why does nobody Do you, like and- Jarhead? I will defend Jarhead. I think he's a good actor playing a bad character. I, I think... Uh, your read on Jarhead from a few weeks ago was the best I heard it. Whereas, like, w- you were talking about when they all show up to the p- pool party at James Reed's house where everyone stands around and looks at his looking pool. And um, it's a looking pool. <laughs> looking pool only. <laughs> yeah. You get out of the fucking water. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if after that party he filled it up with, like, really intense. <laughs> Skin peeling acid, so that if anyone deigns to get into his looking pool again, they learn and lesson they won't soon forget. Damn. But they all show up. They all show up at the party, and you're you're like you know they all show up, and Jarhead, Jarhead's gonna be Jarhead, right? Like take it or leave it, but he's not changing. That's players gonna is. play. Haters gonna hate. I, Jarhead's I gonna can be res- Jarhead. Yeah, I can respect that. I respect that he's a very strong personality. He's brash. He's bold. And there's no changing that. No amount of feedback from anyone is going to impact the way he goes about his day-to-day life. Mm. And accordingly, he is a, he, he's a powerful character. So, can we agree Ryan that the guy playing him could be good? Could be a good guy, could be a good actor. Yeah, he could be. He's got no, a- no, no, no. I think you've just argued, in my mind, you've just argued for the opposite of that. That the character's you've said good. That, you've said that the character's like quite believable the premise is fine in which case it's all down to that actor being complete garbage i feel like the the (laughs) actor is doing a good job of playing a good character and the good character we're just like not fully on board with but he can still be a good character right we're not familiar with that type of person i think what the issue we're running into is uh i think maybe maximum joseph's one piece of direction to that actor was hey have you seen sylvester stallone movies I want you to talk like Sylvester Stallone 15% of the time. And he was like, it's a really weirdly specific direction, but okay, I'll have a go at it. I've actually met that guy, that director. Maximum Joseph? Yeah, I met him at a flea market in LA a couple of years ago. 
What? Yeah, he's friends with um, a, a girl that I know there, and we were uh, shopping at this flea market, and we bumped into him, and we are chatting with him, and then we left, and she was like, oh yeah, he did that film Catfish. What's he like? Uh, he's small and Jewish looking. <laughs> What's he like beyond <laughs> his appearance, you piece of shit? Uh, you know, I mean, you know, we spoke for like five minutes in a market. He was friendly. He was nice. Could Would you have been happy if the conversation ran longer? Would have been happy to speak with him longer. Yeah. Not real. No, I was keen on um like seeing more of the market. So if he was like, "Hey man, you seem cool. Do you want to grab a beer?" What would you have said? Yeah, totally. I mean, uh, you know, it's always interesting spending time with people that are involved in the same the same medium, the same craft. We can't it's out Ryan. Much more successful than yourself. Is not being a chiller because he's a chiller. Someone offers him a beer, he'll take it. He's a cool guy. I've this podcast is not for the place. several days in pro- like plus thirty degree heat, and he has rejected every <laughs> single offer of a beer I've thrown at him. I'm, I'm not allowed to touch alcohol at the moment, Tim. It's a dark time in my life. Are you doing dry Ryan's- dry July? No, I'm doing got a parasite in my guts from Southeast Asia. I'm can't so drink at all. I'm I can't tell you how glad I am to hear that rather than dry July. I can't tell you how happy I am that you've got a parasite. <laughs> It's August, by the way, you fucking drunk. Oh, shit. No, it isn't. Oh, my God, it's July. It's July, (laughs) it is. It didn't even occur to me that it's July and I'm not drinking. I'm the disoriented one. Far out. That really threw me for six, bro. I looked at the the date and it was the 28th. And I was like, how did I miss my birthday this year? This sucks. When's your birthday? On the 19th. I really just like for way too long thought it was the 28th of August all of a sudden. And that's where my thoughts went. <laughs> I like that I said it with enough conviction yeah. you second guess yeah. like everything you know <laughs> yeah, about your reality. I've got no confidence in myself right now. Oh, hey, hey Tim, I was, um, I was telling Guy that when I was in, I was in Thailand for a job a couple of months ago and mm-hmm. I went on a date with mm. a... A fan of yours from Thailand, uh, like of the podcast. No, well, yeah, of the podcast. Of Tim Bat. <laughs> Not as a comedian, as a person, <laughs> just right. someone that follows you on Facebook anonymously. Anonymously, that's fucked up, man. <laughs> In Thailand, but what nationality is this individual? Uh, Thai. Funnily enough Yeah, fair enough I don't know why (laughs) That wasn't the first That came to my head I figured it would be A Kiwi Who was on holiday Or something (laughs) Nah Well that's why I thought it was interesting Is to think that um, What? That's a fucking Such broad appeal What are the odds of that? That's a really Really unlikely scenario It's slim I know It took me by surprise Fucking hell, man. That you guys would have fans. I love that. It, was, uh, it blew my mind. Yeah, yeah. But um, psh. It, um <laughs> it's uh, that must have been one of those beautiful moments, though, where it's like, oh, you're a New Zealander. Do you know Tim? And it's like, ha, ha, ha. But, you know, there is four million of us. And then they go, Tim Bat. And you're like, oh, yeah, actually, I am mates with that dude. There was actually another one, uh, another friend of. Uh, mine sparky was at a music festival in england and another, like another tim bat s- fan yeah he was at some sort of spa or sauna and as he was leaving the girl who was like the attendant there was british i don't know what music festival has a spa or sauna 
Sounds yeah. very British. Uh, it sounds like Sparky's been at a sex fest. <laughs> yeah, one of those, one of those big orgy festivals, or as they call them, orgies. Um, but he said uh, she he was walking out, and she's like, "Oh, are you a New Zealander?" And he's like, "Yeah." And she's like, "Oh, do you know?" Oh, nah, nah, it's ridiculous. And he was usually you'd be like, "Yeah, you're right, it's ridiculous. I'll keep walking." But he was like, "No, oh, he was drunk." He's like, "Oh, no, nah, nah, go on." And she's like, "Oh, do you know like?" I'm just a fan of this podcast where these guys uh, watch me the same movie and it's exactly the same story out of the fucking blue. Mate, it still blows my fucking mind that anyone listens to this horse shit. Like, Especially when you're in the 45th minute of this particular conversation. It's just like, what are, what are you guys still doing here? What are we still doing here? What have any of us achieved? Uh-oh. Tim's falling down a massive rabbit hole of existential angst. Oh, my Don't God. Don't think too hard about it, buddy. This uh, is Ryan. why this is the last season, man. <laughs> there can't be any more of this. It's just, it's just, it's just like, come on, everybody. I, I had that hell. thought when I, was, when I was watching the movie today, and I was like, I think we're the same age, or maybe, like, as, or maybe Zach Efron's a little older. But I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's fine to be watching it. You know, when you're young and you're figuring out what you're doing and trying to create something yourself, it feels okay. But when you're watching stuff that younger people than you are a part of and creating <laughs> and you're just shitting on it week after week, that's yeah. kind of when yeah. the buck, t- that's like, it, it turns. But That's, that's uh, a threshold to, for sure. I just, um, I just had a thought. If you guys were to do another season of this... Which we were just very explicit about not doing. But if you were, have you heard of the film Holy Mountain? Nah, dog. I have no. I think you should. I think you should look into that. And if you were to undertake that, then that would be truly mind-boggling. It's a beautiful, uh, sort of vaguely religious name for something. Uh, but Ryan, more importantly hmm. than the notion of us doing a fourth season, is uh, Holy Mountain's you... got eighty-one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ryan, this doesn't look like a good idea. It's oh too good. no! Believe me, you you watch that fifty-two times, and you'll you'll know a thing or two about yourselves. I already know plenty about myself. <laughs> I'm quite interested in learning about other people. Mostly, what the fuck is your shining light? What was the part of the movie that you were like, you know what? This ain't so bad. Oh, the shining light. Okay. Well, oh, wait. So it's a bit that I enjoyed. I thought we made that pretty clear through our respect. <laughs> I like how much of a curveball this is. Yeah, yeah, I bet you liked that was in the movie you just watched. Um... No, it's not coming to me. Can you just give me a minute to think about it? You guys keep talking. I'll have a think. I just don't want to blurt anything out. Potentially not really. I'm sure there's some stuff in there I like. We've gone terribly long. I liked the guy's cardigan. Oh, yeah, you did. It's a great cardigan. Oh, yeah, guys mentioned that cardigan, actually. That cardigan gets a lot of... A lot of praise, a lot of kudos. It's just that is, you are lying, Tim. I have never mentioned a cardigan in this film. Haven't you? The one that James Reed's wearing where he's like um, waving that disc all around. No, no, I, no, no, no. The brown cardigan, he goes around, um, I believe it's after he's stooped his girlfriend and he goes around and... Um, it's when he's, when he's going around there with his tail between his legs because squirrels died. Oh, okay, yeah. And the cardigan that you think I like isn't a cardigan I like. It was just you being like, there's a shit dance move, that's a shit cardigan. And I was like, the dance move's fine, the cardigan's fine. No, that actually, that dance move is awful. <laughs> that I, I remember thinking, like, thinking, wow, they've done a great job of making that guy look like a tool. 
You guys can rack off, all right? He's making a crossover from acoustic music. He's learning the new dance moves. Oh, dude, look, you, you, you're painting me with a bad brush here. You, you put words in my mouth, and now you're railing against them. I, look, I'm, I'm into both. I can't remember who that, that angry man was who didn't like the dance moves nor the cardi, but look, I'm all for it this week. All for it and this week's performance. It a, <laughs> yeah, that's what I like about you is, you know, you come in hard and fast with opinions, but you're also very flexible on standing by them week by week. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, look, we there's some important business we need to attend to. The first one is getting sentimental, getting sentimental with James Reed. <laughs> there's no way that'll sink up. <laughs> uh, do you want to lob it over to Ryan and explain what it is? Because I think yeah, you'll be able to get so, it done more efficiently. Uh, as we all know well, James Reed at one point in the movie uh, professes to becoming a little sentimental towards Zicoli. Little does he know prior to this feeling, zacoli has been busy stooping his girlfriend, as you so accurately said. Uh, so he walks in, he says, I may have gotten a little sentimental, and he presents to Zicoli a, a box, a MacBook Pro box. Uh, and and the, the pretty much what we need to know from you, Ryan, is what... <laughs> What sort of material form has James Reed's sentimentality taken? So what is this gift which represents him feeling sentimental towards the Coley? Is it a... Um, it's not is it a, you're telling us. Okay, I'm pretty sure... No, 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 you're telling us. It is undoubtedly, undoubtedly a slice of that cake. <laughs> <laughs> His birthday cake? His birthday cake. That is real sentimental. Yes. <laughs> it's also quite good because it's kind of throwing something back in Somali's face for no real reason. <laughs> That's why it's a self-serving gift. Oh, Ryan, you have really had it out of the gosh darn park. Thank you. That is hilarious. It was actually funny watching the cake scene, much like with Alice, when she just could not believe what was happening before her eyes with the cake. <laughs> Ryan, you were in absolute bits when you were watching the cake scene. <laughs> So Can you strange. describe the cake scene real brief, Ryan, as someone who's just laid eyes on it for the first time? Well, the they're holding the cake in their hands like it's dog shit. Yeah, yeah. That would be my main my main point. Uh, but what else? I mean, is is that it? What is else? That, like, what tickled you so pink about it? What tickled me so pink about the ca- so, so pink about yeah. the cake scene? Yeah. What makes you think I'm tickled pink about the cake scene? You were laughing. You were watching them eat the cake and you were like, this is all... You didn't say this is awesome, but it was written all over your face. <laughs> oh, look, this is all know, taking was... way too long. Way too long. <laughs> no, I, you know what? Like, I feel like I'm feeling like a real hater now because I guess the moments that I was enjoying the most are the worst, most unnatural moments because that seemed to me... It just felt no one would ever eat cake like that. <laughs> See, I'm going into bed for that kind of style of... He's drunk. He's sort of just scrambling to try and impress uh, his, his frustrated, you know, girlfriend. You know what? I d- the one... The, 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 another bit in that scene that I thought was, was quite funny was for one short moment, he turned into an aggressive boyfriend and went, You get back down here! Get your ass down here. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed his delivery of that line this week. I've always always sort of jutted out at me as well. I'm like, whoa, James Reed, put it like calm down, man. You're getting a bit freaky. Then I was like, do you know what? The restraint within the the like as the actor Wes Bentley delivering that line, I was like, he got that just right. I can imagine Maximum Joseph going, bye. Now let's wrap this thing up. I've got some New Zealander I met at a flea market I want to meet for a beer. <laughs> got some cake to eat. Hey, Good um, callback. 
Between <laughs> this film and American Beauty, where has that guy been? Uh, he got re- he was getting real hammered for a while, and then he stopped. He was going no, method I'm for this. I'm the actor. Yeah, I know. He, so wait, he, uh, I looked him up on Wikipedia. He was he like he was, he was a, a waster. He was a waster. Yeah, he was part of a documentary that charted the rise to fame of like four friends or flatmates who were all in acting. And of all of them, he became the most successful on the back of American Beauty and became a real booze hound. And then he cleaned his act up. It's interesting. It's almost like he was putting in the research for this role. Oh. Mm. Mr. Heron. I have something for you. Yes. Um, Whenever we get a guest on this show, we demand that they pitch the movie they just saw to Guy and myself as if we were movie executives with the ability, with the mere flick of one of our pens, to greenlight tens of millions of dollars of budget for you to make the movie. So, so Tim, Tim and I are sitting in our co-joint executive office. So this is what, elevator pitch? Or am no, I in no, office? It is. You're no, in an office, is. mate. I want speed with this one. God, you're so tired. I want a fierceness. No, I'm just aware that we've been... We're in the 53rd minute, guy. That is outrageous. You'll edit this down, though, won't you? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. It is against oh, does this go the out many raw? rules. All of this is being released on the internet <laughs> oh, right now. Jesus. Is this live? No, it's not live. Oh, okay. It's right. as good as. Well, right now, then. It's as live. <laughs> okay. Okay. We've got it. Zach Efron plays brooding young up-and-coming DJ Excuse me, crazy man just walked into my office. You appear to just be throwing words in my general direction. Uh, I don't know if you're in the oh, wrong so office. What, how, I mean, is it, what is confusing? You're standing in our office. We're sitting behind our golden desk, and you just start saying words and asking character names. Sell us a movie or don't. But we do not have time for this time wasting. Well, but I'm we do have time that you for an two introduction. As movie executives, know why I'm in your office. I don't Absolutely think not. We don't know anything that goes on. People come in and they go out. We give them money or we don't. I don't have time to tell you what we do on a day-to-day basis. Having never met a movie executive, I'm not in the best position. This to is the argue first this. time. But I don't ever. think this is how this works. We're going to tell you deny at, this a, project. What, so I have to start by explaining why I'm in your office. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Get the fuck out of my office. This is an insult to my time and to your time. Go and think about what you've done. You've just blown the one big opportunity you got in this town, kid. Can I pitch the film we're making instead? Absolutely not. You can't pitch any films. What? Security, arrest this man. Yeah. This is the first time it's happened. But that was a fucking (laughs) affront. Fuck you, fat cats. Oh, man. I tell you what. It was the little main, but it was also very satisfying. Thank you for playing, Ryan. <laughs> you are not getting a movie made today. Let, a, let us hope this is not an omen for the project you guys are actually <laughs> cooking up at the moment. <laughs> Don't worry, on the back of that performance, Ryan and I will be having a lot of team talks about how you try and sell something. I nice feel one. like any movie executive would have been hook, line, and sinker taken with my opening of Zac Efron plays brooding up-and-coming DJ. I think... Anyone who's sitting in a room and someone just walks in and starts saying sentences without first saying hello would probably be pretty freaky. Hey, out. listen, I've got I an important you question guys need for to... you guys before we wrap this up. Yes. Um, should I go back out and have some more drinks after this? 
Yes, I think you're in the perfect position to make that exact decision. Okay. okay what time cool. is it? Uh, it's just gone midnight. midnight. I've got some shit and in the on morning, a, though. What, midnight on a what? A Wednesday in Auckland midwinter. Thursday. Thursday. Oh, that is different. Yeah, but I Wednesday? just I ran into uh, bloody none other than David Farrier before. He's here just for a couple of days. Back He's an town. award-winning filmmaker. Oh mate, yeah, bloody get out there and have yeah. a have a bloody talk to Dave. Everyone should go see Tickled as well, if it's in your hood. That's his uh, doco that he's just put out, and yeah. it's really I, taken the whole world by storm. Still haven't seen it, but it's meant to be exceptional. Haven't you, Ryan? It's, nation, it's no. nationwide in America right now, and it's about to be released, I can't remember what the date is, in the UK. That's it. David, some fans will remember, he joined us, I think, on season one. We should get him back, eh? I should have get done him back tonight. in the room. Oh, I don't know hell. if you can afford him now, to be honest. Nah, You're he's... not getting paid. No one gets paid. <laughs> no one gets paid. There are several rules, Ryan. No cell phones. Shining lights are supposed to be positive. You've got to enter into the spirit of the role play when you're pitching the movie. And no one gets paid. An uneven, but ultimately okay performance. Um, okay, let's go. Thanks, yeah. Guy, and Absolutely. Ryan, especially. Especially Ryan. Ryan, I feel like... <laughs> I've thrown some negativity your way, and you've handled it beautifully. Um, hey, to be honest, I've had a really, really fun time. I wasn't sure quite what to expect, but thank you for having me in your office. It's been a pleasure. We're no it's longer in the office. <laughs> no, oh, this is the opening guy. to just, my pitch. Just let him have it. <laughs> Stop trying to pitch. Uh, see you later, Tim. Have fun having some drinks with Dave. Thank you so much. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I might flip a coin. Which probably suggests you guys have given me the answer I don't want. If I'm looking for other ways to determine it, then I should probably just yeah. not go. Look, I'll tell you what this. else you shouldn't do yeah. is mull this problem over on the end of an already inflated episode of the podcast. You're so right about that. <laughs> Thank you so much for bearing with us, listeners, and to bigpipe.co.nz for sponsoring us. Uh, the oh, the uh, the network's up now. <laughs> go check that out. <laughs> Great plug. Thank you. Definitely in the bit of the podcast when everyone's still listening. <laughs> and and has a lot of faith in me. Uh, go to littleempirepodcast.com and uh, check it out. It's cool. Goodbye. Ciao. Bye. Are you going to play that dastardly intro again? Intro, 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 intro. Ow! This movie's still fine. There's a that guy's screw. One of them's a hottie, his name is Jay. One of them looks like Johnny Depp, and his name is Johnny Depp. Classic Maximum Joseph. You forget that films are supposed to have a point. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.